Hello everyone to 50 Minutes of Experience. Today I'm with the Pearl Rappel G from uh, uh, USA, but I don't know uh, exactly where, so, but she will uh, introduce herself and then we discover also that. Welcome Pearl. Hey, how's it going, Emiliano? Yes, really good and really nice to see you today. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I'm from San Francisco. Ah, yeah. So, so I was I was understanding uh, good. Uh, so just uh, because before uh, I probably understood uh, uh, lived more than li uh, live now. So I was thinking you was living there, but uh, uh, not yet. But uh, yeah. So welcome to the podcast. And today, you know, uh, we talk a bit about your experience in photography as a human and also photographer. And uh, uh, I want to say uh, that uh, you are one of the photographer of the next magazine we are preparing. And I received a lot of picture from you. That is uh, really nice because they are really different picture. And especially uh, your work is really interesting because it's based on many different style uh, because it's jumping mm -hmm. from uh, uh, not only Uh, straight photography in a, in a digital way, but especially in a 35 millimeter in analogic, it's really uh, particular. But uh, let's do it in that way. So you introduce a bit of yourself. You just tell us who you are and uh, how, when did you start to take in picture? And then we go a bit more deeper inside of you. Inside of me? Okay. Inside no. of your soul. No. Don't, don't misunderstand. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to send you, I was very intrigued by the magazine and by all the themes, because um, I like the I like the idea of all the different colors. Um, and I've ever since 2012, um, I started doing um, analog film again. And I joined um, the community of Lomography, um, which Lomography, as you probably know, um, is is a community that um, really encourages analog film, and they started um, incorporating. I think somebody in the group, long time ago, um, like in the '90s, found um, a Russian camera in a thrift store. And they thought it was really intriguing. It was called an LCA, Lomo LCA. And um, they started a community around this little tiny compact camera. And so I, I, I rejoined when I was 18. Um, I went to college and I majored in photography and printmaking. Um, and my father, was a professional photographer. He worked 30, 13 hours um, in the studio um, every day. And um, he used to photograph in the 60s for IBM architectural. And then in the 70s, he used to photograph for Ford modeling agency. 
Um, and he was really devoted and really, um, you know, it was a, it was very, um, he was very good and, and very passionate. No? What? Very passionate about. Yes. Very passionate about it. And also very, um, um, methodical and devoted his dark room, his enlarger was you know, as tall as the ceiling. I mean, I, I have pictures of it. It was really crazy. But he took pictures for the World's Fair for IBM in the 60s. And um, it was pretty amazing. He was also a deep diver. But anyway, he was he was um, my inspiration in a lot of ways um, for photography. I grew up, I can't remember a moment in my life looking back that was not involved with photography. It was either photographs of me as a child or photographs of everyone in my family um, took amazing photos, either snapshots of the family. I mean, I grew up just staring at family photos. I mean, I was obsessed with family photos um, more than anyone else. In, it seems like more than anyone else in my family. I mean, I would like constantly look at family photos because they were either compelling or they were beautifully taken or they were like the composition. And I would like, I, I think I remember taking some of the family photos, like sneaking them away because I really wanted them. You know, they were like of my great grandfather. And, you know, I kept promising people that I would like make copies for them and then I never did. But, but I really loved family photos. And then um, my father gave me a Nikon FE when I was like, I don't know, 17 or something. But, and I took pictures with it. But when I went to college, I remember my taking pictures of my great grandmother's house. She lived in kind of a nice house. It was big and it had a lot of um, stuff in it, like lots of beautiful interiors. And I, and I remember I was the only person that was taking pictures of her house. And then she died in, the, in, the, in 1985. And I was the only person that really took modern pictures of it. And that was, that was um, kind of my, my first sort of um, viewpoint, viewpoint of what a, when I like to take pictures of something that's layered, where you take pictures and you can't stop finding interest in a subject. You know, like you can take pictures constantly all day of the same subject because there's so many layers to it you know yeah and the second time that happened to me that made me realize i had this photo bug was i had a boyfriend that had he he had a 1953 ford truck and this was one of this was kind of an you know he was kind of one of those guys that is constantly looking for parts for his truck and you know well, one day we found a field full of 1950s cars that were abandoned and had trees growing out of them. And I know in Europe they have places like this, but this was like in Connecticut in the US. 
and it was all Packards, Packards and hearses and, you know, Edsel's. And he found his part for his truck and he was, he was just like looking for the part. And, I, and then when he found it, he was like, okay, I found my part, let's go. And I was like, really, really, you, you need to go now? Cause I can't stop taking pictures of all these trucks and cars and the parts of them and the, the trees and the things growing out of them. And you had to drag me away. I mean, it was just really like, and then I realized, oh, I'm really into this. This is really cool. And then I didn't, one of the things I really didn't like was I didn't like darkroom stuff. I really don't like developing film because the same thing with the obsession with taking pictures like all day of the same thing, I get obsessed with how the picture is turning out, you know, and like, oh, I need to go in and dodge more or I need to like burn more onto this photo. You know what I'm saying? Have you ever developed pictures. Yeah. And I wouldn't never be satisfied. So now I send them to a lab and I focused more on the composition and, but anyway. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a really, really interesting what you said. And uh, I even think uh, most of the time that uh, during this podcast that I have to drive the podcast uh, more and more to us country because uh I have to say that, I mean, I don't want to offend anyone of other podcasts for sure, but uh, I feel like uh, with uh, people from USA, there is always a lot to talk about. And I don't know why with people from a uh, uh, Europe country, they don't drive them words as people from oh, USA. See, they're, not very, they're not as talkative. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, it's uh, it's it's uh, something I, I started to see and to listen. Know that uh, a lot of people from US uh, they they talk and uh, they have stories. They know how to explain that stories. They know how to drive yeah. storytelling. You know, and uh, other people from other country they they just uh, answer to the the question and then that's it. And uh, sometimes even less than one minute, and I think about. I see. What yeah, the they're very clipped. We call that clipped. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's really, it's really crazy. What do you huh? have to ask? It's really succinct, you know. Whereas I've been told all my life that I talk too much. So. <laughs> oh, it's it's. I mean, yeah, you are in the right place uh, to doing that now. And uh, uh, just that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to go uh, over and over and over every page of the photography or your photography on Lomography. I'm trying to get uh, to the first page of first upload on Lomography, but actually I'm uh, at uh, page nine, number 382 and is keep going <laughs> on. Uh, and oh my God. I'm asking well, to I myself, started. what? I started um, when I was in college and I left, I didn't have a dark room because you know, when you're in college, you get a dark room for free and I didn't have one. So when I left, there's, there was really no way to do analog photography. Um, there were no labs or anything. I couldn't find a lab. So I didn't do analog photography for a long time after um, college. And then 
in like 2004. Um, oh, I also, well, busyness too. But then in 2004, digital photography came out. And so I had a Nikon D70 and I started going crazy taking pictures with that. And I joined Flickr. I have like, because <laughs> digital is free practically to take pictures. Yes. It's like your iPhone, you know? I mean, analog, it's expensive. And I spent a little bit of money on the photography and the, um, the film and stuff. But, and I have like 20 or something or more cameras. I've been collecting cameras as well. Um, I have like, but, but before Lomo 2012, I just had a digital camera, but that was annoying because balance digital cameras have this problem where you're always trying to get the color right on the computer. And so you're endlessly trying to work with that. Whereas so then in 2012, I got back into analog photography. And now all I do is either analog or I do um, iPhone. Okay. And I use my iPhone constantly. Photography is like breathing. It's really like breathing. I don't ever do it as a job. I, I never wanted to do it as a job. I don't like to, if someone tells me, please take a picture of this, or please take a picture at my wedding. I won't do it. I won't do it. I won't be told what to take a picture of. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I want to say that I found the last page. So the first picture you uploaded on Lomography and it was in 2012 uh, in uh, probably uh, June. And uh, was made uh, uh, with the Lomo LC wide uh, uh, in San Francisco with the multi-exposure. Mm. And uh, uh, in this folder is uh, my house, husband and cats. And uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, was, I wanted to, I wanted to go really, I told you, I want to go really deep inside of, of what the story is in. I mean, I'm really interested of that because as in this case, I'm a curator and editor. Uh, yeah, this is my pleasure to see a million of pictures in front of me and, uh, you know, playing as a puzzle, uh, starting to, to grab some and uh, composing in my head my, my things. And uh, it's uh, really nice, funny and curious that you have... Uh, uh, there are thousands of pictures. There are only Lomography, there are two... 32,067 picture so that means uh, uh, yeah a lot a life of picture I mean I have seen also uh, some profile with uh, over than 500,000 picture but uh, uh, I don't know I mean you have to be really uh, obsessive also to upload uh, to make uh, something like half a million of picture on lomography yeah but, well, uh, what's amazing, too, is that on Lomography, it's free to post your photos there. Yeah. I mean, this is uh, this is probably uh, a win uh, decision because, I mean, 
you know, uh, uh, the point is uh, they they uh, use uh, a kind of marketing. Uh, it's pretty smart. You upload yeah. your picture, you have your community, and they have them shop. Where to find the feed? Yeah. There. Yeah, it's easy, no? I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, well, also, they like you, um, like Berlin Explorer, they encourage um, contests and they have prizes of like points in their in their shop and people and they also develop your film if you want them to yeah you know so it's really great and people are i've met so many people from all over the world and they also do kickstarters of their lenses and cameras yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. i've bought i've bought many i've done many kickstarters and one year like two years ago or three I can't remember. Um, 2018, I went. I I did. I bought a Kickstarter of one of their lens systems. Petzval, Petzval lens. No, not Petzval, actually. But I've done that before. Yeah, but because I remember called, something kind of uh, Petzval, or it was another also. Yeah. They, they they. I have one. Yeah, the Petzval lens is really great, but they have this other one called the Neptune. Um, yeah. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I have seen the recent yeah, it's a really cool system and when I bought this lens I splurged a little bit and I bought the the ticket to go to Vienna to their headquarters and it's really wild and no shade to lamography.com but nobody in the in the head, in the office takes photographs <laughs> Uh, you know it's, ah. it's funny you know all they do i mean that's no shade but all they do is make and design the cameras and the website yeah but i walked in and i was like wow so what kind of cameras do you guys use and they were like oh i don't really take pictures yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's almost uh, i mean you know when you do it editor in this case i take picture but uh <laughs> i'm only today you know for example i had the five podcasts And every day I have around five, six podcasts and uh, yeah, yeah, the rest of stuff I have to do it. Uh, so magazine, uh, editorial content and blah, blah, blah. And uh, you, I have the only time I have to take in picture probably is when I see out of my window uh, and I see right. some nice well, with the COVID, With the COVID, I haven't taken hardly any pictures. No, I mean, COVID, I take... for me, it was totally the opposite. Uh, I did more pictures during the COVID than oh, really? in my life. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean... my problem with the COVID is that um, I don't go out that much. So I was, a, I, I get a, frankly, I get a little, I'm a little bored of my neighborhood taking pictures of it because San Francisco is different than new york city so for instance like new york city when you live in the in the middle of the manhattan like you could be in the village or you could be uptown or downtown or soho and everything is like a really it's like cool city it's like cool inner city kind of everything is incorporated you walk around everything I mean, maybe it's because I'm in love with New York and I and I don't live there, so I don't have like, yeah. you know, it's yeah. unrequited like love, you know. It's like, but the thing is, San Francisco, it's not really like Queens, but 
it's a little bit like that because 90% of San Francisco is residential. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's sort of like, it's not, it's, it's not like my area, for instance, is a bit, a bit farther away from the middle of the center of town and there's no cafes near me. It's all like just houses, okay. you know, and yeah. New York, you can just walk out of your apartment, your, your brownstone, and it's totally the full on city. And it's uh, always in. I mean, yeah, we are talking about uh, the, the one of the uh, city <laughs> most organized most in the world. Organic. Yeah, it's the most photogenic city in the world. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Because I mean, it's I mean, also, it's not yeah. just photographically cool, it's also urbanly cool. You know, it's like, it's cool street photography. I've always loved it. My father used to live in Soho in the 80s. And bigger. I used to... Sorry, sorry, uh, tell, tell me. Oh, no. I, I was just inspired from what you said, and uh, I was saying I'm a bit uh, uh, afraid to, to come in New York, uh, because I, I probably then stayed there for uh, some years taking picture every day. Well, when you think about it though, it's also one of the most expensive cities in San Francisco, in, in the US. Yeah, yeah, that and in the world, not only in the US, I think. Yeah, I mean, that and San Francisco are, are, two, are some of the most expensive cities. I mean, I live in San Francisco because the weather cannot be beat. It's like 50 degrees all year round. It's like amazing. Yeah, it's, the it's... only thing that happens that's extreme is rain. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's uh, when the city is, uh, is as this kind of clear climate, uh, it's easy that uh, it's also raining city because, you know, for the balance of the weather, the rain detained uh, that. Yeah, it's the same in the south of Italy. It's really hot, but yeah, it's uh, also the area most uh, rain raining uh, of the of the entire Europe. Mm. Italy is so beautiful now. I mean, I've always I was so glad that I got to go to Venice, and um, we didn't stay very long. It's kind of like it's you don't stay very long, you know um it's expensive and but it's so beautiful you know but um I, all the all the stuff like the the old the ruins the artistic architecture um that's amazing about italy that's just you can't beat that you know yeah. but um but yeah it's full it's full of for sure of of uh, of things that you can discover especially you come from yeah top. yeah But I had a lot of fun when, when I got back from Venice, one of the things that's cool about Lomo, Lomography, is they do articles. Yeah. And they did an around the world article. Around, it's called around the world with, um, with your camera or something. And I did one about Venice and my, my Neptune Naiad, which is a lens that's one, It's 1.5 millimeter, um, one point, maybe 15, uh, sorry, 
15 millimeter. So it's like wide, you know? And um, I took a lot of pictures with that. And, um, but lo lo joining Lamography and their community of cameras and films and lenses, in 2012, I got really into, one might say, not necessarily obsessive compulsive, but one might say, just got really into collecting lenses and different kinds of film. And they do, they started doing 35 millimeter and 120 film that was cross-processed or different kinds of film. That's why your color, your color themes is really intriguing because there's film around those color themes. Yeah. So like when you say yellow or red or, or green or even purple, there's different kinds of film. So you don't have to pick Oh, a purple car or, you know, a yellow um, marigold flower. There's like red scale film, which encourages yellow tones or red tones. Yeah. And it's really interesting. And I got, you know, I'm one of those people that gets like, I don't know, ADD. I get kind of bored with just regular film or the same film or one kind. And so having the different kinds of film was really exciting and, and, and wow, experimental, experimentally exciting because I tend to do the quotidian, you know, um, I like to explore how to make that intriguing or, or compelling, you know, like taking pictures of just like the everyday of your life, but how to make it neat or why bother to take a picture of that? Oh, that's, I mean, I remember one time I have an aunt who is a clutter head. Like she's almost like a whore. Well, okay. I don't like to say this about her, but she, I'm, I'm the same way. I, I have like a lot of stuff in my house. And um, so it's interesting how you can take something like that like someone's clutter or someone's amazing amounts of stuff all over their house and find a beautiful way to photograph it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah sure. I mean, it's, 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 uh, I mean, my, it's one of my fetishes, I think. <laughs> discovering, right. Yeah. Discovering the cows uh, and uh, find the hoarder. Right, 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 right. And find a way. I mean, if you take like, I remember one time I was with my, my mom and it was her, it's her sister's house and there's like just stuff and you know a beautiful shirt hanging bedraggled in the window and you're like and my mom would be like oh i can't believe what you did and i said but mom look at the photographs <laughs> if your house is just neat you know like spick and span like kind of like there's nothing in it out of place that can be kind of boring photographically but my aunt's house and I took pictures of it with very grainy black and white film like you might know I don't know if you take pictures analog but you might know like 3200 Delta Ilford it's yeah. very grainy and the pictures came out really amazing you know well I don't uh, know. I love the grain so that I'm a, I'm a kind of photographer that uh, like to 
the destructuration of the film. So then I always uh, pushed my film uh, to yes, yes, for the grain. Yeah, yeah, I love the grain. For me, it's I don't know. I, it's kind of uh, to touch. You can touch in a way the 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 figure. Right. Yeah, yeah. I love abandoned places, and it's, um, I'm I'm jealous of places in Europe because there's a lot of really amazing abandoned like on Lomography. If you look through the people's photos, because every day. I go on Lomography and I like other people's photos. I do this. That's my thing. That's my thing. I like to encourage and, and um, support other people. And I'm always looking at people's stuff in Europe because you'll find people who, oh, this abandoned um, asylum. You know, there's lots and lots of um, abandoned um, hospitals and... Um, you know, hospital wards. Especially, um, here in Berlin. In Especially here in Berlin, there are a lot. Right. And that's one of my favorite things is abandoned places or um, car cemeteries, or um, I really love old cars. My grandfather um, was a car person. He, mm. he designed a car and I'm really into really old cars and, you know, different stuff like that. But I really like, but another thing that a lot of, ever since Lomography, I don't know if they encourage this or not, but ever since Lomography, they, um, they encouraged other companies making film and cameras as well. And so like there's different film companies like Revolog and, um, Kono and um, I don't know different different. Okay. Roly Roly made some really great films as well. The company that made the Twin Lens Reflex camera, they made some really cool films as well. But there's this one company called um, Revlog that made some really interesting films with like scratches in the film or spots. Like there was this one called Volvox and um, it, it gave like big green splotches on your film. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff like this. Or like there's a black and white film that has white, white dots. So it looks like it's snowing even though it's not, you know. It's really cool. I mean, I love stuff like that. Or just color, color saturation. And with um, X cross process is another thing that a lot of the, a lot of your color, your color themes, like green and red and, and yellow, you can get that through cross process, um, which is, you know, just to explain just real quickly, it's just like where you take slide film and you develop it in negative film chemicals yeah and it makes it crosses the color of transfer and it makes like bright green film or or red or yellow or whatever it's yeah. really cool yeah it's really cool and uh recently i also tried the uh, i mean i sent uh, some email to lomography to try to to have a collaboration with them first of all i will live just to have a podcast with them. I mean, it's not, uh, I'm not, uh, I, you know, 
we are in a moment of history where everyone contact every every kind of society of company oh, yeah. and uh, trying to get something from uh, but uh, what i really would love to have from them is uh, having a talk in the podcast i mean uh, and then if they want to promote the project uh, yeah good if they don't want they're good for me it's it's uh, it's the same i don't uh, really go to ask anything to the people i will love just to connect you know i think it's everything uh, uh is about to having a connection with someone and then you can, see, you can see if if your collaboration work or not sometimes it doesn't work you know you can expect to work something but uh, in the reality it doesn't work because you don't have uh, any point of connection and uh, i don't like the idea to to just contact, I don't know, for example, in this case, Lomography, but in general, like Canon and say, hey, uh, I want to use, no, I don't want to use your camera because of uh, a sponsor uh, things, but uh, I would love first to see if our idea can travel on the same way and then yeah. seeing uh, if uh, we can do it something. I mean, if I can give to you something and if you can give to me something. Mm -hmm. uh, so you so did. Canon or with Lomo? Hmm? You did that with Canon or Lomography? Lomography. Mm. Were, so, they, were they responsive? Mm, I sent to them my email and uh, they answered, yeah, I mean, I think the person is caring about Instagram answered me and uh, gave to me the email and they sent the email and then we will see. I mean, uh, let's see what happened. I don't uh, stay there uh, waiting for the email, uh, but yeah, it will be nice to, to get an answer. Mm -hmm. also, also, also to say, yeah, fuck yourself with your podcast. No, it will be, will be nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, but anyway, so. So, uh, it was really nice. And uh, yeah, uh, I think we can have other 50 minutes of experience uh, together another time. I mean, in the future, in the near future, we can continue to have this talk uh, because it's uh, it's nice. Very uh, exciting. So, um, I don't know if you, I know you got my pictures. I sent to, I probably sent too many. But the thing is, I finally figured out the Wii transfer and I hope that that helped, you know. But yeah, it's it's more easier to 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 get. Yeah. Because yeah, uh, you can send more in one package uh, and so on. But uh, to close this podcast, I want to say thank you a lot for uh, for your uh, uh, attention to the details and the story you shared today with us. And uh, this was Pearl, and uh, uh, you will find the link in the description with the, all the magical stuff and the more over than thirty-two thousand pictures to watch. And then, and then watching all, and there are many, many, many really, really cool. So I advise a lot to this vision and uh, this listening of the podcast. And thank you a lot, Pearl. Thank you very much. It was really fun. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Learn more about our project at allmylinks.com slash berlinexplorer or visit our Instagram and follow Berlin Explorer Project 